is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. On today's podcast, we want to welcome Brittany Ryden to the podcast. She is our Director of Enrollment Management here at Clayton Bradley Academy. It's uh, glad to see you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. And as we start with a lot of our staff here, we want to give that opportunity just to kind of introduce you to the listeners of how did you uh, come to be part of the, the staff at Clayton Bradley Academy? Yeah. Um, so we moved, my husband and I moved from Johnson City in 2015. Um, and part of the reason we moved was because of CBA. I had taught in public school um, in Johnson City for a couple of years and I was just looking for a different environment, um, and I was just really attracted to CBA um, just to have more autonomy and just to um, have the project-based learning approach, and it just seemed like a really great place for students and for staff. Um, and actually, my, my parents live here in Maryville, and they were sending me newspaper clippings um, <laughs> of CBA and what was happening at CBA, um, and it was... I think all a, an attempt for us to move back to this area because they wanted us to be close, but um, yeah, but it did it did work doing. and and so I I applied and um, ended up teaching at CBA for um, two years and then moved into admissions once we were growing and needed someone in that role. Um, so yeah, I've been here since since 2015. That's awesome. Now, am I correct in saying you? So you grew up in Maryville. I did. And you were a Fort Craig student? That's true. Yeah, that's the other piece of it is I had that experience at Fort Craig. And so um, we had more of a personal connection to CBA and uh, kind of the story leading up to CBA's, you know, beginning. And so... um, So did you ever have Pat or Mary as teachers? I did not have Mary. I did have Pat as a break (laughs) session teacher. So we had... She she offered an American Girl class um, during one of the break sessions. And it was like sewing and um, I don't even know. I don't remember what else was covered in that class, but I loved it. I was like dressing up like an American girl. Um, now, when you say American Girl, you talk like, like American Girl doll with like, like American Girl dolls. Yeah, so yeah okay. Like, oh cool. yeah, I have, like wore an apron and. Did you bring the doll with you? Like, I probably did. I probably <laughs> did, but I love learning how to sew and do some quilting and um, yeah. Pat was was my teacher for a short time, so that's awesome. I have, I have good memories of that. Well, class. it's always fun in talking to people that. Uh, knew Pat in the classroom as well as then possibly then uh, working with her as one of as a peer teacher and and then in this role with Clayton Bradley Academy it's always fun having those conversations Um, I don't know how much she likes those conversations but I like having those conversations it's fun I'm sure she likes them too Um, so you came here in 2015 as an elementary teacher were you teaching third grade yes third grade Mm -hmm. And then uh, after two years, moved into admissions. When, whenever you moved into admissions, we had n- pretty much no one in that role. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, I was starting a department from scratch, basically. Nice. Yeah. You know, one of the fun things in talking about uh, people that have been part of Clayton Bradley for a while is a lot of them have that story of like, we, well, we started this, there was nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, be that a sports team, be that an academic, you know, co- a competing team or a club or whatever, 
And that's kind of an element that you don't get much in education. Typically, you're walking into something someone else has already done. And so that's a, one of the fun challenges that, that uh, a lot of the staff have been able to have in being part of uh, CBA and kind of the early adopters, those that took the risk to say, I think this is something special. I want to go over there and be a part of it. Right. When you uh, started that admissions, uh, do you remember what the enrollment was then? Oh, man. Um, I think it was, let's see, we opened the school with 77 kids. We had about 150 the next year. Um, I think when I started in the admissions office in 2017, I think we had a little over 200 students. Yeah. So we've more than doubled. Yeah, I was thinking it was around that like 250 mark because I feel like yeah. we we had a lot of conversations early on about that like 260 seemed to be that right. mountain to get over and that like yeah. 260 to 280 is like we'd get close to it and then right. a couple kids would leave and then we'd get a couple more kids and a couple kids would leave and it was like are we ever going to cross this hurdle? Right. Yeah. Uh, we. Yeah. It it felt like we could not get over 300 students for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but then it was kind of like a a snowball um, from that point on and now we've more than doubled since I started yeah so by today's standards I didn't have this question to you before but you're usually pretty good with your numbers um, if we were asking about enrollment today what would that number be yeah, it's 472 all right and that number fluctuates because we have kids that will move we have kids that come into the area as well and so it's I know it's it's kind of like a moving target and that's what I said you always seem to know it like right off the, I don't know if you just make it up but no uh, I never check it uh, you no, know I rely at, on your data yeah I'm looking at the dashboard every day so I usually know have a pretty good idea of where we're at yeah. but um, yeah we should be over uh, 500 students next year and that's awesome and for people that are listening we're next year's really a a different kind of enrollment year than than really we've ever had and why why would I say that that's really a different year for next year? Right. Yeah, I think we're kind of reevaluating our admissions process um, because we are hitting capacity at many of our grade levels. And so, um, you know, we're looking at how we can build in um, new students or add in new students um, at different points. Um, but we still want to keep the same small class sizes and um, smaller ratios, and so we do have limited space. Um, so what's happening is we have more applications than spots available in most grade levels at this point. So we're having to kind of reconfigure our admissions process and um, look at you know how that needs to change and adapt um, since we are just in a different different space now. Yeah. And I know you're, the, the organization of your brain uh, comes in handy there. You're a very organized person, and, and you always have a process. And I'm sure our parents appreciate that process that, that go through it with you. Um, so starting with the 472, according to today's numbers, uh, students here at CBA, um, there was a letter that was emailed out, I think, to everyone today. I know I got it. I'm mm -hmm. assuming not just uh, yes. staff members got this. Uh, if so, we'll delete this. Uh, but no, you, you sent an email out and that kind of started to walk through this process of what we call re-emissions uh, or re-enrollment. Mm -hmm. So re-enrollment is, is, this is the time of the year for most independent schools to start going through re-enrollment. Is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, which is that January, February timeframe. And so explain that a little bit to people that are listening. Maybe they're new to independent schools. Maybe this is your first time at CBA and they're kind of wondering how this process goes right. um, 
how what do we do for re-enrollment yeah so um, re-enrollment we start that process now so that we can make sure we know who's returning next year and hold those spots um, before we start accepting new students so it's really just giving our current families priority um, to you know hold their spot for next year Um, and it helps us with budgeting with staffing and just gives us an idea of how many students we'll have in each grade um, and you know what what plants we need to put in place to to make sure we're in a good good spot Um, so the process is very simple it's all um, automated so basically if you're a student or um, a family here you stay here um, until your student graduates unless you let us know otherwise so we just automatically roll students over Um, we try to make it easy so you don't have to fill out paperwork every year so it's really just as simple as not taking any action your student will automatically be re-enrolled and we'll be holding that spot for them Um, and then we'll start enrolling new students after February 15th once we know who's returning Um, and we typically have about 90 let's see we're at maybe 93 ish percent uh, retention right now so that means almost all of our families are returning from year to year Um, you know we always have some families that will move out of town or um, leave for financial reasons or whatever um, is happening there. But most of our families are returning from year to year. So um, the automatic re-enrollment process makes sense um, just to make it simple for everybody. Um, If you were to not uh, choose to re-enroll, you would just fill out the Google form that that I emailed out earlier today. to notify us that you're withdrawing your student. Um, and that's as simple as it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so what about a family that um, you, you've got, so we've got different types of students here. So we've got some students that um, are not on a scholarship and then we've got others that are on a scholarship. So a family that's on a scholarship, do they need to do anything different other, you know, for the re-enrollment process? Right, yeah. So um, any families that are receiving a scholarship now should have received communication from FACS grant and aid um, to reapply for their scholarship. So typically we try to keep, you know, maintain scholarships from year to year, um, but you do have to, to resubmit that financial documentation. So, um, so that is an extra step if you're receiving a scholarship, you do have to reapply for that each year. Um, and then if you're not receiving a scholarship, but you feel like your family needs that to stay at CBA, Um, please reach out to me um, or anyone on our administration team can point you in the right direction um, and we can uh, get you that link to apply for a new scholarship so um, we want to make sure you know any families that are committed to CBA and want to stay but maybe need some financial assistance to make that happen we want to know that and and you know help if we can nice and so that, that's our current students takes care of that question. So let's talk about um, CB, students that would be new to CBA. So they're applying. We've had a lot of applications come in through the uh, first and second quarter or the first half of our school year, and we are still seeing them come in. I, I get emails on those when mm-hmm. they come through as well. And so as uh, families are looking at, a, at coming here to CBA, uh, what's that process like? Because somebody that might be listening that might want to refer their a friend mm-hmm. to say, hey, you want to you know, get your kids at CBA, the process might be different now than what it was right. you know, whenever their kids 
uh, started coming here, depending on when that that time was. So what does the process look like now for a student that, you know, family is interested in CBA? Maybe they've gone to our website or whatever, and they they kind of click that apply button on there. What kind of walk us through that process? Yeah. So typically, I recommend starting with a, a campus tour. So, um, you know, most families will come and and tour the school first. Um, so for lower school st- students, uh, we primarily focus on preschool through fifth grade and look at our lower school campus. For upper school students, we look at our sixth through 12th grade. Um, and actually our high school students uh, lead the upper school tours, which is kind of new yeah. just as of the last year or so. Um, so that's a really unique experience to get to meet with one of our high schoolers and hear their experience. Um, so they do an amazing job with that. Um, so I would start with the tour. Um, you get to meet the students, get to meet um, some of the teachers. We talk through the program, talk, to, talk through the admissions process, and um, that's a good starting point. And then the online application is next, um, and that's just on our website. There's a $150 application fee um, that covers the cost of the admissions process, um, and that's a one-time thing. So you apply once, and then once you're a student here at CBA, you do not have to reapply each year. Um, once we receive an application for a student, then um, I would actually reach back out to the family to schedule a screening assessment. Um, and that looks different depending on the grade level. So for preschool and kindergarten, uh, the students would come in uh, for about an hour. Uh, they would actually um, get to do some center playtime in the classroom uh, in small groups. And the classroom teachers are actually the ones to lead the assessment. And they'll just do a short checklist with each child during that uh, visit. So it's pretty pretty low key, um, and we invite the parents to stay for a meet and greet during that time. Um, and and like I said, it's pretty short. It's about an hour um, hour visit, and we do those in January and February. Um, and then for first grade, rising first grade and up, um, we look at math, reading, and writing skills. Um, so we have an academic screening that we do that's you know specific to each grade level, um, and. The younger students uh, meet one-on-one for their assessments with, uh, with me or one of our, our teachers, um, and it takes about 45 minutes. Um, for the older students, we meet in small groups um, and, and look at the same skills, the math, the reading, and the writing. And what we're looking for is for students to be on grade level to be able to come in and really fully participate in our program um, and thrive here. So. Um, so that's the academic screening portion. And then um, for rising first grade and up, students are also invited to come and visit in their grade level classroom. So they actually get to meet some of their peers, kind of get a feel for what CBA is like. Um, and we can also get to know them better and make sure that you know they have that readiness to come into our program and they can get along with the other students. Um, so we are kind of looking at that social piece as well. Um, and then we do the academic assessment while they're here. Um, and then after the screening process, then we would notify you about, or notify the family about um, their admissions decision. And we send all admissions decisions out on March 1st for all early applicants. So those, anybody that applies before February 15th and completes their screening by February 15th is in that early round. Um, and so we send out all those decisions on March 1st. Um, and then families can, you know, obviously decide um, to finalize their enrollment at that point. Um, so they've completed an enrollment packet to finalize their enrollment. Um, 
there's a $500 deposit for new preschoolers and a $1,000 deposit for new kindergarten students and up. Um, and that deposit holds their spot for the next year and is credited toward their tuition for that next year. So it's not a, an extra fee. Um, it's just part of that tuition that's due up front to hold their spot. Um, and then they're pre-enrolled. So then um, later in the spring, we assign them to a class and the teacher follows up, um, you know, shares classroom information, schedules a home visit or some kind of visit over the summer to get to know that student and family better. Um, and then we also have some other transition events that we offer later yeah. in the spring to try to just, you know, onboard everyone and um, kind of help them with that transition to CBA. This is the end of part one of an interview with Brittany Ryden, our Director of Enrollment Management at Clayton Bradley Academy. In this episode, you were able to hear things about how we do our re-enrollment process, um, how to reapply for scholarships, our admissions, our screening, and how we do our shadowing days. We will have part two next week where we'll start to look at some other uh, things that we do with um, our new students as well as our current enrollment uh, body as well. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you'd like to know more about the school or to possibly sign up for a tour or apply as uh, for your student, then we encourage you to go to our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. Thank you, and we hope that you have a wonderful day.